Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. A Tiny Revolution features adults having adult conversations, which means that adult language is probably going to be present, just so you know. Hey there, you're listening to A Tiny Revolution, a podcast about ordinary people living revolutionary lives. Hello and welcome to another episode. I'm so fucking pleased you're here. I love you. I'm so excited because today was the very last day of my Kickstarter, me and Donnie's Kickstarter for Queerly Beloved Tees, and we closed out at $14,445 from 407 backers. So huge thank you to all of my friends out there who supported and gave and got your swag it's gonna be i'm so excited to start fulfilling orders and getting stuff ordered so if you are one of the people who backed the kickstarter please um go check out the um survey that's gonna be sent out probably tomorrow so just keep an eye on your inbox and on the feed um because we're gonna be sending shit your way hope you're ready if you haven't already, you can go to queerlybeloved.shop. That's www.queerlybeloved.shop. Sign up for our newsletter. We're going to be sending out coupon codes to all of our our um, newsletter followers there, um, which is really really exciting as well. Um, I'm so like I launched a small business in 2019, and it's not even February. How crazy is that, guys? I am just over the moon um, about this. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, some things to announce. Um, I've got some speaking engagements coming up, and all that stuff is going to be added to the kevingarcia.com plus speaking. So go ahead and head over there to check that out. And if you are somebody who's looking to hire an LGBTQ speaker for your church, your campus event, a panel, your pride festival, celebrations, whatever it is, go ahead and drop me a line. You can go to the kevingarcia.com slash speaking to send me a message, and we'll get the ball rolling on that, BB. What else? What else? What else? What else? I think that's all the things. Um, today's episode is a Tiny Revolution Live Part 2 with my friends Michael and Lisa Gunger. You probably know them from the band by the same name, Gunger. They started off in evangelical Christianity, like so many of us, as worship leaders and doing really, really cool music. It started off with that beautiful tune called Beautiful Things. And then over the course of their career and their evolving faith, um, Michael and Lisa Gunger have moved away from a lot of evangelical settings and, and started things including the Liturgist Podcast, co-hosted by Science Mike, and now Hillary McBride and William Matthews. 
Lisa has written her own book called The Most Beautiful Thing I've Seen, which she talks about her own evolving faith as well as the birth of her second child who has special needs. And uh, Michael Gunger, who's going to come on the podcast um, in a couple weeks, he is going to be talking about his new book called This, which is very exciting um, as well. On this ep- in this episode and on this conversation, we're talking about everything from like how we evolved as people, like the drama, the trauma, and what it's like to still engage with worship as post-evangelical, post-everything sort of deal. It's really fascinating. We get a little teary and beautiful, and I just love them so much. And a quick note about the uh, sound quality. Um, I messed up when trying to get the actual recording in the room through the system, but thank God I had a field recorder, so you're hearing... Uh, audio from a field recorder, which might sound a little bit um, echoey and weird, but it's still got the conversation. So anyways, I love you. Grab something to drink. Grab a friend. Send this to your mom. Say hey to your partner. And then listen to this amazing conversation with my friends Michael and Lisa Gunger. Hi. Um, the, my friends who are coming to the stage now are two incredibly well-known musicians. They're probably most well-known for becoming heretics as well. Um, they are authors. Um, Lisa just released her book, which is called The Most Beautiful Thing I've Seen. Um, Michael's working on his book right now. Um, Michael hosts, co-hosts The Liturgist, Lisa Gunger, and they're just, no, they don't, he doesn't host you. Yeah. Uh, this is why you write down your introductions and read them rather than trying to go off the cuff. Um, but I was very lucky to become friends with Michael. Um, first, the Wild Goose Festival, where we drank a lot of beer. Um, and um, it was just a lovely time. And uh, I just met Lisa last night, and this whole thing is honestly a long con to meet her. <laughs> so please welcome to the stage, Michael and Lisa. Woo! Welcome, sweet BB angels. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Oh my God. First of all, dream come true. Also, um, Mike, when you're listening to this, just so you know, so Science Mike, Mike Mahart, was my first guest on this podcast ever when I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And I don't know why he said yes to me. It was super dope. <laughs> um, it's still my most listened to episode. Wow. And also like showcases like how green I was and what behind the ears. And uh, I just want to say, I want, I want to know who's going to have more listens. <laughs> I want, not that I want to sow competitiveness into your friendship, but I'm also here for the drama. Yes. <laughs> I mean, listen to his, it's probably better. <laughs> Doubt. Well, I mean, judging about how, like, what a hot mess this is so far, like, you know, you're probably right. <laughs> um, so if someone, I, this is the question I ask people, usually like before the podcast actually begins, I say, if you were going to like a cocktail party with people you didn't know, and they said, oh my God, hi, I'm Janice, what are you, what's your thing? Who are you, what do you do, what's your, what are you about? What would you say to them? Like, what's your elevator pitch? It's <laughs> not a great question for either one of us. <laughs> yeah, it's hard because we do a lot of things. We, uh, it depends what they look like, probably like, how, what are you going to be interested in what I do? <laughs> no, no, that's not what I'd mean. I'd be like, you're asking you. I, my take on what you would say would be like, I, I'm a, I don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> but I would only say that if they look weird enough to handle it. Yeah. <laughs> like if it's like a 
business person in a suit, I'd be like, well, I, I host a podcast that's quite successful. <laughs> no, I don't think you would do that. You would totally, no, I, I think wouldn't. you would say that to anyone, just yeah, like, maybe. especially to that guy, just like, to fuck with him. Yeah. Uh, but musician, composer, podcaster, author, dad, partner, friend, weirdo. One hundo. One hundo? Yeah, one hundo. It's like one hundred, like, absolutely. That's what it means. That, that's the lingo for you. Hi, welcome to Gay Terms 101. <laughs> I don't know if that's a gay term or it's just like an Atlanta thing. IDK. What would you um, say? Um, also, you're so pretty. <laughs> I'm not joking. I cannot tell you how long I wanted to meet you. And I'm like, when I got to hug you last night. I just like was so shy. And you were shy. A little bit. That's really sweet. Yeah, sometimes I get shy. I'm confident on, on the outside, but on the inside, I am just uh, that 12-year-old, you know, kind of thick little boy who's kind of just like, oh my gosh, she's so pretty, and I want to look just like her. <laughs> That's honestly the evolution. That's also how I figured out I was queer, is just because, like, well, I, it's like, I can never really figure out if, like, do I want to, like, be with her, or do I want to, like, be her, you know? <laughs> yeah, so that's two things about me. Lisa, what would you, what would you say? When people, what's your thing? Um, I'd say author, which feels weird to say, because I just came out with my first book. Yeah, you did. And uh, it took me a while to be like, yeah, I guess I am an author. I, ha I have a book. Um, sorry, I also have a cold. So I sound really gross, cute. Yeah, like, so like, um, don't go to the show tonight because she's gonna sound like shit probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Michael likes it when I have a cold. Sometimes, sometimes it gives me like the low raspy voice. Ooh. Ooh. The, the phlegm, the gross yellow phlegm voice. Yeah. So sexy. I'm into it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'd say um, author, singer, songwriter, um, Mother, lover. Hell yeah. A good one. Hell yeah. Um, I host retreats now with Hillary McBride. Oh, the love yeah. of my life. She's, she's, the, she's my wife. Oh my god. Yeah. This New thing. I'm into it. Yeah. She, uh, yeah, I love her. So we do these retreats called Sacred Feminine. So there's a, it's a plethora of things, but that's probably... I love that. Nice. Me and I got to meet Hillary for the first time at the gathering in Nashville, and I have never met somebody like who's so full of grace and just immense love. It was really just I'm like, shit, I've known you forever. Yeah. A lot of people you you meet them like if you've seen their public work and you meet them and it's like mm -hmm. disappointing. Mm -hmm. Hillary's like, I like her better the yeah. more like the more that you get behind the scenes yeah like, there's more she's, she's weirder amazing. than she lets on yeah. oh girl listen she's we were at the house so you know what we were talking about <laughs> we're just a lot of talk about shit not like shit talking we were just talking a lot about like feces like yeah. feces we yeah. had a really long conversation <laughs> that's right at the house yes yeah she told some good stories i was like amazing but she is a delight, and I, uh, she's also going to be on my podcast in oh, like good. seven weeks because she's booked out. She's so busy. Oh my gosh. What a woman. So, Hillary, do you see this? Call me girl. And then also do some ASMR. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing that. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's fine. Um, see, also, this is the thing that I would probably like try to edit out of my podcast, but I probably won't because I'm lazy. 
Um, okay, so I would like to talk about, um, uh, can, can we talk about like the weirdness of coming from like evangelical world and then coming into like post-evangelical world and then like post-post-everything world? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Because I, the other question was like, so I was thinking about this earlier, I was like, um, the nature of existence. Go. Just kidding. <laughs> No, because we could go on for that, and people, like, I like the woo-woo conversations that, like, don't make any sense, um, but I know other people don't do that, but I, I, I would love to, like, when, here's the specific question, when y'all were, like, waking up to the fact that you didn't buy in anymore, um, like, what was, what was the process like of, like, moving from, like, we have, like, this very, very stable career, and we know that if we say the wrong thing, we're out? And you chose to say it anyways and do it anyways. I'm just I'm just curious about what that season of life was like for y'all as you were transitioning in your evolving faith, if you will. Non-spawn, hashtag evolving faith. <laughs> that's another conference, by the way. You go first. Go ahead. Um, also, that's too deep. We can talk about something else. No, we've we've no, been talking about no. this. There's no. nothing too deep. Cool. We're. Unlike lots of people, we, we will talk about anything. <laughs> not a lot of private things for us. Um, but and that's not always a, that doesn't always get you. Doesn't always help money. us out. Yeah. It doesn't help sometimes. No, 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 no. I'm not getting, I'm not getting hired right now, so it's like. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was, it was terrifying and heart opening. Mm. I think the times that we felt that, uh, if you ever felt like your heart is closing, mm because of something that means you lean into it and move forward in it. But we were definitely scared. Uh, I mean, we came from this uh, really strange background that was um, really homophobic. Um, groups of people laughing about that kind of lifestyle. Um, I mean, deep roots in family. And um, it was, it was pretty terrifying at times to say what we what we really believed, but but so heart opening. We knew we had to, um, and there were, I mean, there was countless times we looked at each other. And we're like, we're so terrified. What are we terrified about? Mm-hmm. Imagine what this life is really like for other people, mm-hmm. um, and our whole with our whole um, career, our whole, our income with having ch- children and knowing our income comes from being professional Christians. Yeah. Uh, that, that was really terrifying. And I think we saw, I don't know, like, you, you know, we, growing up, there were so many stories of, like, these Christian artists doing these scandalous things, right? Yeah. Like Amy and Grant. It, and it's still happening, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, like, they were just, like, living a normal life and, like, yeah. needing to do something for themselves, uh-huh. ironically. And I, I remember as a kid just being like, oh my God, I can't believe they're straying. And <laughs> then realizing that's what everyone was thinking about us. Mm-hmm. Um, you really, mm-hmm. It really causes you to let go of your attachments. Yeah. Um, and then all, yeah, all of it really forced me to really face what it was, who I thought I was. Mm-hmm. What is this? Lisa's story that I'm telling um, because I so didn't want to be, I wanted to be the, the good girl, the girl that went along with 
um, whatever was good in that circle I was in. Um, I didn't want to be the one to ruffle feathers and and then all of a sudden I find myself on this trajectory that that's who like we are, and that's what our music is doing and no amount of explaining to people mm. uh, no, 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 I'm, I'm good, I have I have good ideas, I yeah. have love in my heart. Like having to play the respectability politics of like of uh, like conservative Christian world is yeah. for everyone the, yeah. a shit show. Yeah, it's like you're trying to explain yourself to everyone. So it was just a lot of this mm. letting go, letting go, letting go, and it was it's beautiful. Yeah, it's wonderful. Glad we did. Same, honestly. <laughs> One thing that I love about having a podcast and and being able to talk regularly about what I'm thinking about and processing and learning is it's made me feel less alone because there was always the nature of putting out work like music that was written and then took time to record and took time to get out there and then by the time people heard it it's like years have gone by a lot of times I've evolved and I was already writing kind of like this is something I've been processing for two years or you know so so let's take um Evolution, for example, like, you know, that one. <laughs> that was something like, I was a freshman in college and thinking about those things, learning in biology class and whatever, just about evolution and rethinking, wow, I don't think the way that the, I don't think my cosmology that I inherited from my Christian school is correct. Um, but then that's like, Secret oh, thoughts shit. at first. Oh shit! Yeah. And then, and then I tell my Lisa about it, and then I tell my cl close friends about it. By the time I write about it, mm -hmm. by the time I'm like so comfortable with it, I'm like, well, yeah, duh. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. People are still assuming because I'm a worship leader. They're still assuming that when I'm speaking, when we, we write this song, mm -hmm. "Let There Be Light," and I try to put in a literal Big Bang music mm -hmm. and write about it, and blah, blah, people are still thinking like we're touting creationism so, it's like, like 10 years I was thinking about creationism 10 years ago that is exactly <laughs> I'm just like have y'all not been following their work like things have happened a few things have changed a few things have changed but it's just a little bit but that that slowness to process communicate get it out to the public has made me feel alone for a lot of my yeah. career and through the process of evolving where um I feel misunderstood almost all the time. I, I did. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times things would have to come to a boiling point, come to a head before it, I kind of let out, like, well, no, I don't believe that at all. So we were leading worship for this big youth organization. Mm -hmm. um, just like stadiums and arenas. And, and personally, I was affirming. Um, and I never saw any direct like oppression of of people that I could recognize at that time. I, I did so that there's things I don't we don't see eye to eye on, but you know we're helping kids love Jesus and yeah. Um, Sorry, I shouldn't. Have, I don't think I should have scoffed at that. No, you can scoff because uh, eventually it got to the point, and they he did this segment one of the seasons of his talk um, about how the gay agenda. Oof. I and mean, we do have one TV. <laughs> They're right. 
And he wanted us to come out and play YMCA while, while he talked about this. And, and all the kids in the place were like, oh, YMCA, and talking because about the gay agenda. Joke, yeah. And we were like, uh, hell no. What are you doing? You can't do that. And so we got fired. Because uh, <laughs> you said but, no to. Yeah, I mean, it was like, you'll be fired. It was in the middle. I think it already been scheduled. So, like, it just was an awkward mm -hmm. remainder of the contract that we had to do these events. And we just would, like, it was not a healthy relationship because they knew we totally disagreed and mm -hmm. wow. were trying to actively fight against what they were doing, <laughs> but still trying to lead worship. <laughs> so it was, but it was like this. It was weird. It was a. We worked at this the whole time. It was like we were always. We dealt with that years ago and have changed our mind, but we're still like our whole relational world and business world and family world. We're not on the same page as us. But we. So how do we. How can we push forward and follow our hearts and our own convictions without totally losing our lives? And that made for a lonely process. Yeah. Um, so the last, you know, four or five years, where we find the podcast has been helpful to like mm -hmm. have people understand where we're coming from and what we're trying to do. And, um, can, I, can I tell? When we were invited to this conference, we thought it was a different conference. We thought it was. Ah, you thought it was a Q conference. Yes. You thought it was Q. You guys know what Q is? Yes. It's like it's gay lines and bullshit thing. Let me tell you that they have a conversation about trans people and not have trans people in the building. Oh. I've never, so I've, I've never, I've oh, not sorry. been. Sorry, I'm a little just, have yeah. feelings about it. <laughs> would you say that it's, and I'm not. Would you say is it like a progressive Christian conference? I don't know. I actually, I've never been Probably to it. Probably not. But we thought that's what it was, and we were like, why did they invite us? <laughs> so no. <laughs> then when we found out, that's not what it was. Yeah, I'm not so, saying that their branding was a little bit mm, precarious, but <laughs> <laughs> but it felt so good to know that this is what we were coming to. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! A oh breath, god. a sigh of relief. A sigh of relief. Like, oh, there's so many times where I'm like, wait a minute, what are we, what are we doing? Like, why would we leave? You know what I mean? Like to leave home, to leave our kids, um, to find, you know, just everything that goes into that. When we found out this was what it was, we're like, "This is awesome," it and it feels go. so good. Oh, so so good to be invited to this space. I'm really yeah. glad y'all are here because we were for so long, yeah, in other spaces that felt yeah. like we had to. Oh, they were constantly fighting. Yeah, yeah. And that's like, um, like when I came out when I was working for my missions organization. Like I thought that, like you know, we can work across differences and whatnot. But I felt that like the same thing, like going from leading. Going from leading space in a worship, God damn it, I'm so tired, I can't talk. Um, going from spaces that were like non-affirming, like to lead worship for me was like, I was always constantly just like wanting God to fix me into like my act of worship was my sacrifice. And it was like, if I sacrifice enough, maybe this aroma and fragrance of my prayer will get to your nose, Jesus. <laughs> um, and 
it was like I was, I was you know the reason I cried so much when I was worshiping is because I was just ashamed of myself. Yeah. yeah. I was like I wasn't because I was in love with God or because like God was doing something. I was ashamed. Yeah. And like it's so amazing to like go from that to like this morning we sang with our dear friend William Matthews, uh, where the spirit of the Lord is there is freedom. Let me tell you what, when a queer person is leading that, it means something completely different. Mm. And I tell you what, like that for me is what like this the, the QCF has been for me is like I get to reclaim that part of myself. Yeah. And like, you know, I don't always like worship. Like it's weird for me now. Mm-hmm. Um, still, like I like hymns every now and again. I still I go to like a very basically like a Pentecostal Black Baptist queer church, um, and I get it. I I love it there. But it's like in any other scenario, like if I if I know that I am not fully welcome, like I can't do it. Mm-hmm. It just feels or like if all of me is not welcome in space, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm trying to figure out um, one of my tasks this year of creatively is trying to trying to parse what is worship mm. minus shame minus exclusion minus compulsion compulsion minus superstition minus mm. um, trying to accomplish something please some guy in the sky and make him think that I'm okay or make yeah. work you know stroke his ego mm-hmm. um, there's still, to me, there's. I think there's still something left. If you get rid of all that bullshit, yeah. there's yeah. still connection and singing and opening and surrender and um, some sort of collective experience, yeah. spiritual experience. And uh, so I do think there's something. I've never been able to fully walk away from worship as a, as a something, yeah. Um, so you, but you what say, is it now? Yeah. Would you say that y'all still consider yourselves worship leaders? In no. some capacity, maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. You know, we at, at the retreats that did I interrupt what you were going to no. say? Um, I started doing this thing at the retreats. I think that's interesting. Uh, when Hillary and I were talking about like how we wanted to uh, structure it, and I still wanted to sing. Yeah. I still want to sing with people. There's something that happens in my myself and collectively. Um, I mean, it's there. It's therapeutic, right? Yeah. Uh, and when we all do things together, like when you're doing a sport together, when you're doing a certain dance together, when you're doing yoga together, it's the mm-hmm. that's what the, that's the together thing. When you sing together, um, mm. you are more aware of your connection. Yeah, and you're like, there's this trust that's kind of opened up. Um, <clears throat> that's different than just talking to someone. Um, so we do this thing where we we sing uh, shalom with a singing bowl, uh, and I, I can't tell you how many women, like they, at first we go into it, and you can tell people are apprehensive and afraid because of their history of being manipulated by spiritual circles. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm. It's interesting, it takes a lot of reassurance. Like, there's no manipulation happening here. Like, I'm not trying to do anything to you yeah. or get you to do anything. What do you want to do? Mm. Um, and it's been so beautiful to hear people sing together again because we just haven't, yeah. we've been outside of 
that for a while. We, we don't go to church in Los Angeles. But both of us have said that we... Wait, what? You don't go to church? Yeah. <laughs> Are you even a Christian anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. But, we, um, but we, we, we love that about doing shows, and I love that about this anywhere we are, where we have a singing practice. Um, and the women have said, oh my God, something broke in me. I didn't realize how much I wanted that and needed that. Mm. Is that worship? Is that what I still need? Is that, yeah, but mm. these are the questions they've asked. Yeah. Uh, Hillary and I. I'd love to hear more about your, I mean, I don't know if throwing a question back at you is inappropriate. I know I'm all about this, it. But uh, about not feeling welcome, because You've obviously felt that far more um, than we would be able to. Uh, I've only can I can like I remember going to a Catholic thing where I really wanted to take communion but wasn't welcome to, um, and that felt shitty. Yeah. Um, so how do you how do you deal with that? Like one thing I've been been. Um, <laughs> considering, and I think I'm shifting on, I've been kind of forsaking all religious identities for the last several years, few mm -hmm. years, um, just because I don't, for the sake of exclusion, like to say I'm Christian exclusively, is that in a way excluding what is really important to me about Buddhism and Hinduism and Taoism? And, um, and so I've just kind of like, Tried to neglect, just like no, don't don't pin me down to any of that. Just kind I of love all these stories. Floating, floating in the religious waters yeah. of your own. Discontent, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but um, I had a conversation recently with a, a Buddhist monk named Bushi, who's going to be on our podcast soon. I don't know. Do you? Mm -hmm. Is he a wild, he was a wild goose. Yeah. Um, and he was a Christian pastor, and he would speak. When he would speak, he would speak from the inside of the tradition. So he'd be. He said, "We." Christians. He said, I identify as a Christian because I'm friends with Christ. And, yes. and we Buddhists do this. And we, and it was very, uh, I like how it felt. Yeah. Because to me, saying no to everything and saying yes to everything is almost kind of the same thing. Yeah, it <laughs> it's like, uh, so why not, why not make it a yes rather than a no? So I've been in this strange place personally of when we're in a Christian space or whatever, feeling like, should I? If they knew what I really believe and don't believe, yeah. would they be okay with me taking this? And so most of the time, I was like, no, I'm just going to kind of stay to the sidelines. Yeah. Um, but I'm kind of moving towards, personally, just being like, you can tell me to get out, but I'm just going to move to the position of we're on the same yeah. team. But that's from a position of privilege, and yeah. nobody, you know, most people aren't going to totally freak out if they found out I'd take communion. Or whatever. So how do you how do you deal with that? What's your what's your position on? Do you is it like a an emotional um, barrier for you, or do you do you like principles? Are you do you have principles? Where you're like if they if I'm not going to associate worship with take communion with if A, B, and C don't happen. Well, the thing that's coming to mind initially is I went to visit my little brother and wife. Um, about a year into it. was actually uh, when QCF was in Denver last. It was actually about this time last year. Um, and I went out early to spend some time with my little brother and his wife. And uh, they go to like one of those big mega churches out there that has like one of those big name worship leaders. And I'm just like, I told myself going into this, I was just like, you know, just suspend your 
uh, incredibly critical mind and just spend time with your brother. So it's, it's one of those things I think about, I'm just like, everything, is, everything costs energy, is it worth my energy? And for my little brother, it's worth it. It's worth it for me to spend time with him and his wife. I love him so much. Mm. Um, or going, you know, to my sweet, sweet uncle, who is like a still like an evangelical pastor in, in small town Kentucky. It is worth it to spend time with my family um, in that way because it's very meaningful for them. And I know that's like that comes because like I was built with like thick skin and an elastic heart. Quote my girl Sia. Um, but like that's how I that's how I work. It's just like I have I have the means. I have the spoons, so to speak. Spoons is a uh, talking about having the spoons for something is like the emotional capacity for something. Um, but for me, um, and also my family, like is like very, pretty affirming. So like I'm also very lucky in that where I'm not navigating uh, going to like a shitty church with my sh- my family who's acting shitty towards me. So that is something I am quite blessed to know that's a very privilege and I know that all of my friends have that. Um, so for me, I guess, like, I won't, like, if someone's going to offer me communion, I will never refuse it because, like, there, there's a saying in, like, certain Lutheran circles of, like, even if, like, this is actually my friend Emmy Kegler said this. She said, um, even if you fuck up the sermon, communion will still save the entire thing because that's the centerpiece. That's what we're here to do. We're here to say... I remember that on the night that Jesus was betrayed, et cetera, et cetera. Oh my God, I'm getting emotional. I always get emotional when I think about communion. Mm-hmm. It's just like, because I remember like when I finally got it yeah. was uh, at a memorial service for, for what happened at Pulse. Um, and a Lutheran pastor looked all of us in the eye and said, this is for you. And so anytime I get to take communion, whether it's in a space that will affirm my existence or not, they don't get to tell me that I can't come to that table. Yeah. And that is what I remember. Um, so it's about the energy. Like, you know, I I won't go to, um, you know, people are just like, why don't you just like, go to this like event? I was like, I don't want to spend time like debating my existence. Like, I want to get on to something that's more interesting. Yeah. I often tell people, like, I wonder if, I wonder what it would be like for queer folks. Like, if we didn't have to fight for our existence, how much more could we be doing you know it's like how many more like healthy churches would we have how many more healthy people would we have how many more healthy relationships um i often think about this like i wanted to be a worship leader like that's all i've ever i've told people this before i would give if someone wanted to pay me to lead worship i would give up my podcast my show i would i would switch and i would just lead worship because like that is where i come alive and I miss it so much. I miss that. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's about energy. And I'm not going to spend my time debating my existence with other people. Like, that's, yeah. that's boring to me. Yeah. Um, because there's so many other things that we should be talking about. Uh, I'm sorry that I got so much of No. I love all this. 
Let me tell you what, I was in yoga the other day and I like lost it. In Shavasana. And like I'm the kind of person. So like we're done, like and I'm also trying to make eyes at the yoga instructor because he's fine. So hot. And I was just like also found out like I went on a date with his now boyfriend like years ago. It was very embarrassing because I was trying to Yeah. That's how it always works with me. Um, but like we're in Shavasana and like I totally lose it because like I yoga and me and my dad it's all connected and so I just I lost it and then one of the other people in class with me who's also an instructor turns out like just like helped me while I cried and then I'm just like I am I love my emotions so much that's another thing that evangelicalism took from me I remember I remember I remember um uh, when I was leading worship, um, I found that like my older brother got arrested. He lives in Abu Dhabi, because and like you know he's the infidel in that country, and I was emotional about it, obviously. And so I, I just cried before we started leading worship, and I was told by my lead pastors like, "Hey, when you're leading worship, you need to like never let them see the whites of your eyes. Make sure you have it together. You need to be a strong leader." I'm so tired of being strong, you know. You know, if Jesus already did the thing, which I don't even know what the thing is anymore, <laughs> then like I don't I don't need to be strong. For the weak are to be called strong. Yeah. Wise are or the the foolish are wise. I don't know where I'm going. I just get tangential, so <laughs> oh, I'm okay. But yeah, but I think what's also so also can I get a time check, please? One forty. Thank you. We're, we'll, we'll wrap up in a little bit. Um, I guess the thing, like, just like, I want to say to y'all, because I have you as a captive audience right now, um, is, um, yeah, see, see, I'm loving that Saj actually laughs, like, she knows that I'm trying to be funny, and, like, all, of you, <laughs> all the rest of you are just like, I'll be so serious. Um, I mean, you just gotta call me more often on the telephone. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's also just, like, I'm not saying, like, you're the worst at texting back, but... I'm, I'm close. Yeah. <laughs> the only approach the worst is actually Mike. Yeah. Um, that was... I love you, Mike. Call me back, please. <laughs> um, um, and that's when I got banned from the liturgist gatherings. <laughs> um, JK. Um, no, the thing I do want to say is, like, being able to... Um, watch y'all's, I think one of my friends also told me this, that being a pastor is willing to uh, go through your shit in public in some ways and let other people, like it's almost like giving the people the privilege of going second. Um, and I feel like yeah, for hello. me, there we go. Um, that's, what, that's what we are. Like we are, whether we like it or not, we're somebody's pastor. Okay. There's somebody following us at all times, always looking at us, looking to us for something. And I think to the work of being a pastor is to dispel the, what you think I am. Hmm. You know, dispel like this idea of like, I'm hashtag the Kevin Garcia or you are the Gunger. You know, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Yes, the Gunger. Um, but like, I am, I'm really, really grateful for, for y'all and your story and how much you've, uh, been willing to go through your process in public because it gave me the privilege of going second. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Like, I'm, sorry. No, you go, you go ahead. I'll stop being so happy. Like, while I appreciate 
the kindness. I also um, don't want to come. I don't want to act as though it was some sort of saintly. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, like we had to suffer to the point ourselves where we didn't know how to pretend anymore. Like I say, when I said yeah. I was at, um, when I was affirming at the, the big youth events, that's kind of bullshit, because by, by that I meant that I didn't think that God was, had a problem with gay people or was gonna send gay people to hell. But I was still, I just was kind of quiet on the matter. Yeah. And now when I look back, my God, I wish I would've said more. But, and I, you know, you do what you do, what happens, happens. But, um, I don't know, I think that, I just want to acknowledge, it's not necessarily virtue. Yeah. <laughs> you mean you didn't, uh, that, you that didn't want to just be long-suffering for long-suffering's sake? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. Uh, but it's, it's that, it got to the point, I feel like kind of, uh, in a lot of my religious journey, that I was like, the guy in the, the torture chamber mm -hmm. that um, was cool with it too long. With I was like the guard on the side that was cool too long uh, with what was happening in the room before I blew the whistle. But because <laughs> um, I, yeah. I saw I've seen behind the this, the curtain of the evangelical beast and um, and boy boy oh boy <laughs> listen. Someone needs to do her eyebrows because she looks like But interestingly, through all this journey, it's I've thankfully been able to come to the place where I can even see the suffering of the beast herself. Oh fuck yeah! And uh, and see how we all hurt each other. But we're all trying. I mean, I'm not trying to level any playing oh, yeah, here by any means. But it's taken some power away from the beast for yeah. me to learn where her pain is coming from a little bit as well. And uh, so it's it's lessened the power over my own life. Yeah. Um, again, not to justify anything of, of her behavior, but. Um, Yeah, I don't know what I was saying other no, than to not, you, you gave all sorts of very beautiful compliments and I, I wanted to uh, not, not let them build up some sort of false image of me. I don't have any illusions about you, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> You're just as weird as I thought you were. Um, I, I thought earlier you mentioned something that made me think of the book, The Body Keeps the Score. Yes. Oh, um, yeah. That's a... Okay, someone recommended that book to me, and it took me like a year to read it. It's thick. It is, it's hard. Yeah, I, I cried so many times and was like, yeah, I had to shut it off some difficult stories. But um, you said something to the effect that, like, if you were just trying to, like, survive in these places and you don't you're you're tired of uh, arguing your own existence yeah and it made me think of in the book where they talk about kids growing up in abusive environments mm. they don't have 
the capacity for creativity because they're only just trying to survive. And I guess I've never thought about it in that light. Yeah. Um, like what, how much that hinders your own creativity yeah. and your own. Being able um, to do anything like. Yeah. Like coming like. I, I don't know if any of y'all experienced this, but just like uh, within coming out processes, it goes from just like, this thought is occupying 99% of my random access memory. And when you come out, it's like, oh my God, I can think about, I can go to get a smoothie. <laughs> it's literally like, yeah. I, I can focus on my work. I, I mean, I'm not constantly like on the verge of a panic attack because, you know, like here's the thing. I've always been a woman just, I've been super femme and like a feminine my whole life. And when I was in high school, like there are these videos of me, of me and my brothers together, and you can see me actively trying to not be gay on camera. It's so <laughs> weird. Cause like now, like, you know, here she is. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, it really is like, it, it hinders everything. And I'm so glad that I'm not there anymore. And yeah, I'm really, I like being alive. It's so fun. Yeah. It really is. I like you being alive. Yeah. Oh, babe. I just met you, but I, I like know. you being alive. <laughs> you may go now. <laughs> I told you this was a long con. I just want to make friends with these younger. She's a. Uh, um, I, uh, I know that we have to wrap up soon, so if you wouldn't mind, uh, you came out with your book, uh, The Most Beautiful Thing I've Seen, where you talked about uh, the birth of your youngest child, yeah. who is just the sweetest little baby angel. She's so good. Um, and then like grappling with the reality of autism and ableism and all yeah. the other things, so that's a really phenomenal book. Please go pick it up. Um, I don't think it's on sale in the bookshop, which... Yes. Oh, hey oh, go pick up her book and then tell all your friends to go pick up her book. Um, you're working on your book in the ETA. It's coming out April 16th. Yeah, yeah. Are you getting? You got like a legitimate publisher? Are you self-publishing? It's like a, it's a small publisher. I'm into that it. allowed me to do the weird shit with the book that I wanted to. That's what I'm. That's, that's that's what I'm like for right now because like I have like friends like shopping my stuff around, but if I don't get an agent by the end of like Q Q1. We're gonna kickstart the damn thing and just get it out. I'm yeah. so sick of it being on my computer. Um, your most latest body of work is this one wildlife, this wildlife, one wildlife. One wildlife. wildlife. Yeah. Listen, I research all of my guests thoroughly <laughs> before I bring them on my show. Um, also, Vapor is such a good song. Oh, thank you. Good God. Um, and then, can you just tell humans like where they can find you on the internet if they want to like say hello, follow, etc. We're both on, we're on Instagram, mine's Lisa Gunger, and then our music together is Gunger Music. Do you still have a personal Instagram? Uh, you, I'm the worst. Like the weirdest I'm like, you want to follow it. Science Mike <laughs> callback skills, that's my Instagram. <laughs> uh, but Gunger Music, I use that more on, on Instagram. But then Twitter, Gunger Music, Twitter, Michael Gunger. I'm never really on Twitter, once um, a year maybe. Facebook, we're rarely on. I don't know. TikTok, maybe we'll start making videos. Oh my God, please! <laughs> listen, listen. It's a, it's the, it's all about multiple streams of content these yeah. days. You know what I'm saying? Your podcast is only going to take you so far, Barbara. I'm just kidding. Um, I am. So, 
Listen, you I don't see Linda the other day. So that's Linda. Um, well, I, uh, I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I love you, and I am glad that we're, like, real friends and not just, like, internet friends. You guys are really genuine humans, and I like you. Um, so please thank my dear friends, Michael and Lisa Gunger, for being on the show. conversation with Lisa and Michael Gunger. You can check out their music at gungermusic.com. Follow Lisa on social media at Lisa Gunger. And Michael is just Gunger Music across social media because he doesn't always uh, do it correctly. But I think he's Michael Gunger on Twitter. Anyways, you can Google them. You can find them. You're a smart human listening to podcasts. You know these things. Additionally, go ahead and check out Lisa's book, the most beautiful thing I've seen available everywhere that you know how to get books. Again, Google it. And be sure to be on the lookout for Michael's book called This, uh, coming out quite soon uh, as well. And Michael, Lisa, I just love you both so much. So thank you so much for sitting down with me for my first live show. You really made it special. A Tiny Revolution is supported by Think 149 Amazing Humans on Patreon. So if you haven't gotten in on this yet, like, what are you doing? Like, um, it's 2019, friends. We got to fund the work. And I am a, co- I'm a grad student. The cr- content creation is my only bag right now. So if, uh, if you are able, if you believe that this work is important, if you think that we could really be making more of this stuff to make a bigger difference in people's lives, I encourage you, please become a sustaining partner it's as simple as going to um patreon.com slash the kevin garcia and checking out all of the amazing perks that come with being a supporting partner we've got meditations bonus video footage that's coming out uh, actually today i believe if i can get my ass in gear which i will get my ass in gear um t-shirts which now that i own my own company is going to be even bigger badder and better than ever um there is a slack channel at just ten dollars a month or more like what more could you really want? Um, so, if you haven't joined in the work, I would really love for you to become a part of it now. We gotta support the queer future, my friends. The revolution is happening now. Get in on it. So, again, go to uh, patreon.com slash Garcia to learn more. Uh, additionally, another way you can support the podcast is by leaving a review. All you have to do is leave a little rating in your iTunes uh, app or podcast app or wherever you're listening to this. Leave a good review, give it five stars, and then share it with your friends. And you can be sure to follow me across social media at the Kevin Garcia. And just an FYI, I'm doing this new thing on my YouTube channel called Decent Advice. So if you need a question or something, you can always send me an email. You just go to thekevingarcia.com, look for the contact tab, and send me a message there. Or you can call my hotline. Yes, I have a hotline number. It is 404-507-2625. Call in, leave a question, and maybe it'll end up on the Decent Advice show on my YouTube channel. And additionally, there'll be additional Decent Advice toward my Patreon supporters and all the other good stuff. So, that's another reason to get on in this BB. I think that's everything for now. I love you. Come back, hang out with me next week. I don't know who's going to be on. I need to look at my content calendar. Ooh, also, if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, we're talking about sex for 14 weeks. Yes, you heard it right. We're going in. We're going ham. It's going to be amazing. So go over to my YouTube channel. All the links are in the description. You know the deal. And I love you. We'll talk very, very soon. So until next time, go see your therapist. 
uh, move your body, drink some water, eat something delicious, and look at yourself in the mirror and give yourself a compliment about how fucking sexy you are. Because you are. You look so good today. Did anyone tell you that? You look amazing. Okay. This has been another episode of A Tiny Revolution. My name is Kevin Garcia. I'll see you next time, babe. Bye.